Welcome visionaries, dreamers, and trailblazers to the Casually Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Price, and I am thrilled to embark on this journey with you. Here, we dive deep into the realms of wellness, entrepreneurship, and mindset. Let's build a life we love while loving the life we live. The adventure to a more mindful, purposeful, and casually ambitious life starts now. Yeah, I I actually I fucked up and I didn't press record, but now we're recording. So, I just didn't know. No, if you uh you want to start over, or you want to go. Uh... No, we could just roll with it, man. No worries. Okay. Yeah. No, when you grow up in Tampa or you grow up in Orlando, you actually hate everyone in Tampa. There's like a rivalry, so it's like the last place I'd ever move is going to be Tampa. Then right out of law school, I get a job at Tampa and I move and I love it here. I don't think I'd ever move back to Orlando. So. I love Tampa, man. I'm obsessed. My wife and I, I've been a couple times. My wife and I went a couple months ago. We are considering moving there um, in the near future. I'm trying to maybe open the second branch of my business down there in Tampa. Um, As you know, just like such an influx of new business, people, energy right now. It's amazing. And also just the running scenes unreal. Like I said, on Bayshore Boulevard, you're just getting it every day. Um, So a lot of opportunity down there coming in, I feel like. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a lot of new people moving here every day. House prices are skyrocketing, so move quick if you're going to move. Yeah, well, and also you you do have to deal with the flooding down there. I just learned about that. Um, was it pretty bad with the last little hurricane that came through or anything like that? I know it's really bad right there in yeah. the Bayshore area. I don't, I'm not sure like outside of that. It got pretty bad, I think, just on Bayshore. I'm about a mile from there, so we were okay. It's just part of living in Florida, man. You got to deal with the hurricanes, you know? Part of the process, man, for sure. So uh, I'd love to kind of break down your background a little bit. So we all know you running Fitness Dude on Instagram. You have this hilarious content. Um, You're really, really good about hitting just like pain points for people. Like my favorite post I think that I've seen you post is uh, the one that's like, am I injured or am I just warming up? And I'm like, dude, everybody can relate to that in some capacity. So what's your background? You know, did you run track in in high school, in college, anything like that? Yeah, no, fitness has always been sort of like uh, just a part of me and what I've always done. Um, In middle school, I think was the first time I ran track. Uh, I think I ran 800 mile. I threw a shot put. I did it all in middle school, but I played like every other sport too. So it wasn't like a focus of mine. And then high school, same thing. I ran track, ran across country, uh, took a break in college. I mean, I just ran leisurely, but I wasn't on a team or anything. Uh, went to law school and basically stopped running for like three, four years. Picked it back up um, five, six years ago and I've been going at it ever since. Awesome. So, so tell me a little bit about your career trajectory as well, because I have no knowledge of anything besides your fitness content on IG. So you went to <laughs> law school. Are you currently yeah. you currently a practicing lawyer? What does that look like? Yeah. So, oh, buckle up. Here we go. It's, <laughs> it's been a, it's been kind of a crazy ride so far. Uh, you know, kind of goofed off in college like most people did. And I was like, what am I going to do? I graduated college in 2008, right when everything was going downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, law school was always something I really wanted to do for some reason. I don't know why, I just really wanted to do it. So it just kind of made sense to go get a few more years of school and pursue that career. Uh, did that with FSU, crushed law school. I took all of my athletic stuff, like winning and uh, 
everything that I wanted to do as far as like athletically and like by that mindset, applied that to law school. Um, did pretty well, but at the same time, I totally ignored. I used the tunnel vision on studying and took off, um, you know, running, lifting, and just taking care of myself. So sure. it was kind of like a, a reversal. So from there, yeah, I graduated law school, got a good job. Um, and 10 years as a practicing lawyer at big law firms um, here in Tampa. Uh, about, I guess, three years ago now, my dad got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. It was really bad. And uh, he ended up passing about a year and a half ago. And that was kind of the catalyst for me to get going back into fitness. I should probably rewind in, in college and like the end of high school, college, but basically all of college, I was a personal trainer. And this was before Instagram. This is before social media, like Facebook had just come out. You know, I graduated in 2008. So uh, I ran a personal training business. I had like clients I taught at the, the YMCA, at a couple different boutique gyms. I went to people's houses. I did boot camps in the park. I, uh, I did it all, you know, basically everything except for online training. I gave all of that up. I gave away all my clients. I had a full book of clients. I just gave them away to, to focus 100% on law school because that was what I was going to do. And uh, so I did that. I went from being like Mr. Healthy, Mr. Every, you know, preaching to health to 100% staying up all night, drinking Red Bulls and studying my ass off in the library until like you know, 2 a.m. I didn't go to a single FSU football game. Damn. Uh, I, I didn't go to a single. I went to. That's commitment. Went to one tailgate. I would hear. I use it as fuel too, man. I would sit there in the library. It's like late. The law school's about a mile from the stadium. And when FSU would score, I'd hear the everything would like rumble. Yeah. And it's just me in the library. I'm like, you're partying, I'm studying. And uh, it worked out. It worked out good. I mean, I did pretty well in law school. I got a good job and stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I went from being healthy to being, you know, studying. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, the first few years being a lawyer was the same type of deal. I uh, just worked my ass off being a lawyer. Then my dad got sick and I said, you know what? I got no money back in health and fitness. I had a couple talks with him before he passed and he kind of encouraged me to do that, to, you know, pursue that a little bit better. I mean, pursue that more. He said, I haven't really seen you this happy in a long time. And I think you should keep doing uh, what you're doing. And uh, those conversations are always going to be with me. And I think um, gave me the courage to, you know, step away. So I resigned. From there, I went full in on just making more content and growing an online presence in the fitness community. So when did you... All over the place, but no, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm very sorry to hear about your dad, but I love that he was the catalyst to help you kind of continue to do and find what you, what you love and what you're the most passionate about. Um, so when did you take the jump and quit the law career and go full-time into content creation? I, and I should probably back up again. I still do some um, legal work. I just have my own firm. I have a couple clients. I don't take on any new clients. I have a few clients that I service who, um, are great and I still do that, but I quit I mean, part of a larger law firm, um, a year and a half ago, April-ish, uh, which was a, was a big step. It was a big step. Part of it, too, was I have a really good relationship with everyone I worked with. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a tough, tough decision for a lot of different reasons. But I'm glad I did it, definitely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And that's, that's crazy to hear about FSU, man, because I went the opposite way in college and just went crazy. Um, and you know, it, it took me five years to get out, took my victory lap, did all of that nice. in, in hindsight. Yeah. It was nice at the time in hindsight. I'm like, wow, what a waste. Um, you know, I wish I could go back and kind of redo it. Obviously you, you have those connections. Funny, cause I do too. I yeah. do too. I wish I could go back and go to those football games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so two different perspectives for sure. Maybe a happy medium between the two would have been nice, but, um, I look back, man, at my college days and I, you know, as an entrepreneur, I learned more my one year after college starting my own business than I did in my five previous years. That's different for somebody like you, who you obviously need to kind of put the work in, go to law school, pass the bar, like do all these things to, to follow your career. Was there ever a time during that period where you were like, this isn't maybe what I want to do with the rest of my life. And you kind of just said, Hey, I've already committed this far into it. I have to keep going. Or what was your mindset there? Were you always just kind of passionate about it? And you knew that was kind of what you wanted to do for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So I just, I knew it's what I wanted to do. And I thought it was going to be uh, something that I like doing a little more than I actually did. Yeah. And uh, you know, nothing against it or anything. It's just not uh, 100% what I wanted to do now. So, I mean, I think it's okay to change your mind and it's never too late to start something new. Yeah. Yeah. So I I come from the creative space um, where I talk to a lot of creators and these are mostly videographers, photographers, and they're always talking to me about, you know, when should I take the leap? When should I, you know, go all in on trying to be a business owner, trying to go all in on my own content creation? Um, I always tell them, you know what, when you're ready, like burn the ships at the shore because, you know, having a plan B just isn't conducive to going all in and, and finding that freedom that you're really looking for. You're always going to have kind of one foot in, one foot out. For you, did you have a lot of traction with the Instagram account already and things were going well there? Maybe you had started taking on clients here and there as well. Or what did that look like when you finally made that transition and took that leap? Yeah, so good question. It's interesting. I, I had some traction, but initially the Instagram stuff was you know, a lot of it was like an artistic outlet, honestly, if I'm being honest, like it was as my dad was dying. Um, he was really sick for a long time. And, uh, some of that stuff like running and then also I guess posting about running really, um, did help. Like some of those videos actually I did spend a lot of time on making like about a year and a half ago, if you scroll back and, uh, that was kind of like what got it going, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I did have some traction before I quit my, my job. But part of it too is I quit, but I, I didn't burn any bridges. I, at least I hope I didn't. Um, I'm not in a position to do that. You know, I have kids, so I can't really go all in without having like a plan B and a plan C. So I do have, I resigned from that, but I knew I had clients that I could service. Like I made sure that was set up first. That was the plan B. Mm. Um, the plan A is to continue growing on social media, continue doing everything I possibly can and work as little as possible as an attorney. And that's what I've been trying to do for the past um, year and a half. So I think, you know, definitely if I could, if I would, if it was just me in a silo, yeah, I think burning the boat, burning the boats, getting out there, just, you know, whatever it takes, it takes. Uh, but, you know, I can't, I'm not in a position to do that. So I, that's not what I did. I think honestly, it's maybe taking me a little bit longer than it should for that reason. But um, I got to play it at least a little smart uh, when it comes to that. 
Certainly. And and what what was your initial goal when you first started? Was it just to let me document my process a little bit, let me share my journey with others and see who resonates? Or what were your thoughts there? Yeah, it was just share my share what I do, share my journey. Um, just showing the people what I do and what I think about is kind of what I try to do um, for on social media. People have told me that they found it helpful, and uh, so that's why I just kept doing it, especially in the beginning. Now it's a little different. Now there's a little more structure to it, and I think about a little bit more strategically what I'm going to post, and I have like a better process for making content that I think uh, is a little more streamlined now and I think better, but at least at first it was just people found it interesting, so I kept doing it, and I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, whenever I'm having conversations about content creation, it seems like early on, and I'm just speaking for myself, but it seems like this is kind of across the board. People have a fear of the red button, I like to call it, which is pressing record, but also pressing post, right? Because you're afraid what other people are going to think. Your buddies are going to laugh at you. You know, you're not going to get any likes, so on and so forth. Did you have a lot of that early on or from the beginning where you're like, I'm just going to do me. I'm going to post what I want to post and see what happens. Yeah, a little bit. I think it definitely gets easier hitting the, you know, you sent me that outline and you're like, it's the red button. I'm like, what the hell is the red button? You know, I didn't, I don't even know, I don't even know what color the button is anymore. I just push it. I just push it. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, maybe a little bit. It was more so because when I first started, I still had like a lawyer job. I was going to, yeah. you know, work in a suit and uh, posting a shirtless picture online. Like it was, it was two separate worlds. You know, so I didn't, um, that was, that was the main thing. Uh, but yeah, there was a little bit of, of that. And I think it's just with time, you, you start to not care as much and, uh, it kind of goes from there. Plus I was in, you know, kind of cutthroat litigation for, for 10 years. So if someone says something bad, it's really not that, it's not that bad. You know, it's all kind of in uh, perspective of, you know, life I, I've dealt with worse. Yeah, I'm sure you got some thick skin through the years of, of working through that a little bit. Did you ever have any buddies or, or folks at the firm like give you shit for your posting and things like that? No, no, I didn't. I didn't talk about it either. Yeah, but no, I think everyone. I think everyone there followed me. I, I'm not sure. I. Um, so I think they knew what was going on, but no one. We never talked about it. It's kind of this weird. This yeah. Weird thing. So at this point, you're kind of, you know, creating content more consistently. I'm sure you're posting on a daily basis or, you know, every other day, something like that. Um, talk to me about the phases of growth, right? And to to be able to go all in and stuff, you need to hit certain thresholds. And there's thresholds where you get a certain amount of following and then brands start reaching out to you and you can have a little bit of sway and you can start reaching out to them. And like you have now fantastic partnerships with folks like Garmin and, and places and and you know, entities like this that you probably only dreamed of having before. So talk to me about like those phases of growth. Do you remember any significant thresholds you reached or areas where you're like, dang, I I've put in the work. I'm starting to actually see the results of this. And I don't know what this can be, but it's starting to take off a little bit. Yeah. Definitely that last part. I don't know what it can be, but it's starting to take off is basically what I think on a daily basis. Uh, you know, cause you have, unlimited possibilities of what it could be online and you have to think about strategically what you want it to be and, and go from there and build it. I mean, let's just talk about like brands reaching out I mean, you start off, you, you probably get a million form emails a day of just people reaching out to you about random gadgets, probably overseas. Um, 
you know, at first those are like interesting and you learn like maybe I don't, I say no to that. And over time you start filtering out like what is an opportunity and what is a distraction. And you start going from there like, you know, and that's something you get much, much better at um, as you as you go forward. Um, there's been yeah. two. There's actually been two that I'm like, you know what? I don't know where this is going, but I think this is actually going in the right direction. I still don't know where it's going, but I think it's going in the right direction. The first was Garmin. I actually did a post about this the other day, and I never really talked publicly about it because it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's been hard. But I'm not going to start crying on you, Chase. I promise, man. But uh, yeah, so my we got like Garmin's in my family. Like my mom runs, my brother runs. Uh, my dad never really ran, uh, but he used to ride the bike with me. You know, anyway. Uh, so my dad's, you know, laying on his, on his deathbed and he's got my mom's old Garmin. It's like, uh, it's a really old one, like 10, 15 years old. He's fidgeting around with that thing. And he's like, gets frustrated because he's tired. He's on medication. He's like, I'll, I'll look at it later. And he puts it down and he's just like, as soon as he said he knew it, like there isn't going to be a later. This was like hours before he passed. Um, it was like one of the last things like coherent that he said. And uh, he laughed as soon as he said it because he knew there weren't any more laters. And that Garmin is, like, always stuck in my head. Chase, I'm not kidding, man. Like, a week later, out of the blue, Garmin reached out to me. and was wow. like, hey, John, we want uh, – goosebumps thinking about it. Like, we want – do you want to be an ambassador? We're starting a brand-new running channel, Garmin Running, which I guess didn't exist, which is crazy and it didn't exist. And uh, we want you to be one of the first ambassadors. Do you want to do it? yes like you know that was an easy yes there um but it was just crazy and i was talking to my mom about it she's like i think it's your dad opening doors in heaven and uh every time i think about that that is one of the ones that uh that gets me like i'm going in the right direction and then the second one just happened recently with nike when i was younger like i wanted to be like i used to like i said i used to run a personal training business i had clients i was all into health fitness and like trying to be like a fitness model at some point for some stupid reason. And I uh, did this audition for Nike where like they had us all line up and we put on like tight clothes. It was like back in the day, do like a, like a runway walk. I never done anything like that before. I'm like, all right, man. And I do, I basically laughed at it. Like, no, you're not, you're not ever going to do this. So fast forward, literally 20 years later, Nike contacts me, you know, through their agency. And it's like, do you want to do, like, we're watching these new shoes. Do you want help? I'm like, holy crap, really? That's wild. Like, you want the old me? You don't want the young me. So um, stuff like that keeps coming around full circle. And, I'm, you know, I kind of look for signs like that, too. Like, is this what I'm doing right? Is it what I'm doing, you know, am I going the right direction with this? Because, like you said, it could go a million different ways. Um, but, yeah, those are the two things that always pop up in my head. Um, there's been a couple more that I can't think of, but definitely those two. Yeah. That story with your dad is, oh man, just goosebumps with exactly when you said it, that's what I was feeling. And and that's so cool how it came full circle like that. And it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and the content and all this, but just to get back to what it's all about is the love of running, man. And, and, you know, all those medals hanging behind you, obviously you've had some amazing times and in, in running these races and, and talk to me about, about that. Like what's been, you know, one of your most special moments in your running career, any races come to mind or any specific situations where you look back and you're like, damn, that helped shape me as, as a runner, but also like as a person too. 
Yeah, no, no race has ever done that for me. I think it's honestly just the training, the day in, day out, waking up. Like I woke up at, you know, three, like four o'clock this morning. I wake up every day super early to, to get it done. I think just the process of that and being held accountable to getting out there and running, doing all the little things you can do to take care of yourself so I can continue running as I'm getting older, it's tough. And uh, just that, like, dang, I did that. Like I, I did that whole train, like, like last training block. Um, my marathon went awful, but the training block was so good. I, uh, went a full 18 weeks of running without like a little nickel here and there, but nothing serious. I didn't get hurt, which is, you know, kind of rare for me. You know, it's harder when you get older, I'm still trying to learn how to, how to navigate that. But I was so freaking happy, man. I was like, I did it, you know, at the last run, like I was a 20 miler, uh, 21 miler on the last day of peak week, I know I get like a cramp at mile 17. I come back, me and Ford go out. Cause he's like, I'm going to try the bike with you dad for the last few miles. And he runs me over. I posted about that too. Like he like wrecked me. Like I, I just have like still, yeah. my wrist still hurts bad. Like I can't bench. Uh, no, F that man. I am finishing. It's been 18 weeks and like, you know, there's three hours left in the 18 weeks. I'm going to get it done. And, uh, that was, really emotional getting that last three miles in afterwards in the afternoon and just being done with that training block was a, was a thing of beauty and something I'm really proud of. And, uh, things like that, I think is what shapes me and what gets me excited to, to run and and train for races and, you know, just be part of the running community. Couldn't agree with you more about it's, it's more something about the magic of the training, man. It's like the mindset, the early mornings, you know, the late nights or those afternoon sessions, the doubles, like whatever it is, something about it, something about it, just get in your mind. Right. Uh, so what ended up happening with the last race? I know it didn't go your way. Anything in particular? No. Um, yeah, man. I just, I mean, just it was it. hotter. It was hotter in Boston than it was in Tampa, which is an excuse, I guess. I just, I don't really want to make any excuses. You know, it's just, uh, it didn't really go my way that day. I think I did everything right to get up to it, and uh, it didn't work out. It was hotter, like, there than it was here, I think, the day before, and it's about the same temp, which I wasn't, I was hoping it was going to be a little colder. There were hills, and I think most people wouldn't think they were hills. Like, you know, it, for me, they were, because I'm used to running very flat. Uh, they took a lot more out of me than I thought they were, because it was relatively flat for most people. I thought, like, worst case scenario, they wouldn't crush me like they crushed me. So that's something I can learn from. Um, and then, you know, I probably shouldn't have tried to run my goal pace. I should have just been like, you know, if I was going to be smart, let me just bring it down and I'll just, you know, do what I can do with the conditions and my fitness and the day and the course. But I flew all the way to freaking Boston. I'm not gonna, you know, and who cares? It's not the Olympics. Like, I'm just going to go for it, man. Like who cares? So that's what I did. Went for it. It was an epic failure. And, uh, you know, I got that. I got a great training block an epic failure and you know and ready to do it again hopefully so and stacked another brick for the next one whatever it may be yeah, you can't fake it with the marathon you know man like it's it's too long you right. know you could struggle through a half marathon like, like anything shorter you can make it happen but it's just not it's too far at least for me it, and is that your favorite distance i i've seen you post about running some like you did a really fast 5k and some of this other fun stuff here and there is marathon kind of your end all be all that you that you like to chase no i, I hate that i hate that race man <laughs> but i want to run a good one you know that's so i have a goal of just running a good one and yeah. uh 
it will happen, and then maybe I'll move on to something, some some other stupid uh, goal. But yeah, no, I'm definitely better at like shorter distance stuff. Um, I always have been, but I want to run a good marathon, so I'm gonna keep doing the freaking marathon until I get one good one in. When people are seeing you online, you know, you're inspiring a ton of people. Even if your content uh, sometimes is funnier or whatever, they're seeing you put in the work on your stories and you're doing the strength training, you're doing this and that. You're putting in the work, point blank. Uh, you're obviously inspiring a lot of people. Anybody inspire you that comes to mind when I think of, when, I, when I talk about inspiration? Yeah. Um, yeah. I saw you said it in the notes and I was thinking about this and I, I think I would be lying if I told you anybody. Like, I don't really have anybody that I put up on a pedestal like that. I think there's a lot of things that people have done um, that I'll notice that I'm like, that was an awesome thing that person did. Or, you know, that was a great way that he handled that or she handled that situation or something like that. But I don't have anybody I, I put up there as far as like on a daily, I look up to look up to you. I look up to things that people do and I, I try to emulate that behavior best I can. Do you have any cool stories about people who have reached out to you about how you've changed the way that they train or you've inspired them? Yeah, I don't usually share those. I, I yeah. get a lot. I'm sure you no get problem. a lot too. I get a good amount. Um, and you know, I, I don't usually share them. I, uh, it's also hard to know what's real and what's not real too, especially True. if it's a message. True. Like I've had people tell me like I, I've saved their life. They stopped doing drugs. Wow. And I, I really, I, I, you know, I hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm like, hopefully that happened and everything's good, but I, I don't know what's real. what's not real. Um, but yeah, I do. I definitely have people say like, gosh, one of the reasons I started running is because I see you run and you make it look fun. And I think I can do it too. Or, one of the reasons I'm working out now is because, you know, I wasn't working out before because I have kids and I see how you can do it and I can do it too. Um, I see that, you know, you do this and I, I think I can do it too, which is uh, very motivating and very rewarding. I'm sure you get a lot of the same, uh, especially when it happens in person. So if you see me say hi, definitely. The uh, Which is also one of the reasons I did the app, you know, I was like, people want to do what I'm doing and they see me and they want to like, you know, they tell me like physically, they, they actually tell me that they want to do what I'm doing. Like, well, let me give them an opportunity to, to do that, which is, you know, what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's dive into the app a little bit. So this is recently launched not too long ago. Um, you have the new app, which is helping people to train. I'm assuming through different blocks, right? Whether they're trying to run a 5k, 10k, in addition to some strength training, things like that. Can you walk me through exactly what it is? Cause I don't want to butcher it. Yeah, no, there's not a specific running program on there. Okay. It's more the uh, strength and conditioning that can support not just running, but um, any sort of healthy lifestyle, especially for people who, you know, either are new to fitness or have taken a long time off and are getting back into fitness. I was in that former category for a few years in law school. And, you know, you think you can like still do, like, I can still play basketball. But it's like, you know, when's the last time you actually did a side shuffle or like ran backwards or, or something like that or sprinted? Um, you think that you can still do these things because you used to be able to do them. And, uh, you know, you try to do them and you get hurt. So it's it's more of that. It's more just strength training, um, conditioning and getting yourself ready to move good and move well and feel good. I so there's different programs in the app. There's uh, pump and run programs, I call them. I get two of those. They're eight and four four and eight weeks. Um, it's just running, lifting and mobility work. Basically the same stuff that I post online. The running is like base running 
and there's also some running workouts. But I left it purposely a little vague because I know a lot of my followers are runners and they can implement their own running program um, as needed. There's also like weekly workouts where I post basically what I do that week, um, every week. And there's also different categories for, um, you know, just like stretching, mobility work, things like that. You can get like a la carte workouts that I update as much as possible. And was the idea behind the app, um, maybe you were doing some coaching, some training with individuals, but you're like, if I want to reach as many people as I possibly can, I need to have some different sort of platform. And the app was kind of the best way to do that. No, yeah, I was definitely not coaching anybody at that time. Okay. I just, I actually, and I got a lot of inquiries. I also got a lot of inquiries for that too. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm trying to reach as many people as possible now. I'm not trying to go one-on-one. Um, I wasn't at that time at least. Uh, you know, I was trying to grow, grow, grow. And uh, the app seemed like the best way to do that. Plus, I was getting a lot of traction on the workouts I was posting. People were very interested in them. Like one workout had, I think, 17,000 saves. So, like, this is something that people will want to see, and um, let me let me give it to them, and I think that's what we've accomplished in a like affordable package. I love that, and and one of my favorite things about you is how much of the strength training journey that you do share and that you believe in, uh, because you know, oftentimes with runners, all you get is the runs, and you get like the the fast miles, you get the junk miles, but it's just a lot of mileage, and you've kind of mm-hmm. changed the game and said. Hey, let's get into the details. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the stuff that nobody wants to necessarily do, but that can be, you know, super beneficial to your, your next training block and make you faster as a result of doing these things consistently over time. You know, they're the nitpicky things that again, they're not the most fun to do at the gym, but if you're consistent with them, they can really make a big change. So talk to me about your mindset with strength training. Has that always been core? Like I know that you talked about, you know, back in college, or pre-college back in the day um, before law school, how this was always like a big passion of yours. Is that where that stemmed from? Or was it later on after you started getting injured, you're like, oh shit, I got to maybe change this up a little bit and start doing some different things. Yeah, no, definitely it's evolved over time. Um, When I first started being a personal trainer, like to give you some context, CrossFit had just started, like it was a new thing, right? So like that's how long ago this was. And uh, I think part of it too is I'm kind took a little bit of time off, but I've always been learning and evolving how I, how I train and how I, um, think about, you know, movement and strength training and running and how they combine and, and things like that. So, yeah, I think my mindset initially when I was young was like, get big, get jacked. Like, what do you mean? I used to train, um, you know, busy professionals, like busy lawyers. They just got off working 12 hours a day. They have three kids at home and I'm like preaching them about how they got to have more sleep. You know, it's, um, it's, it was about just like, you know, do your best, get hot, get big and, and get strong. And now it's about, you know, what do I, what are your goals? You know, um, I think that's the main thing people need to think about when they think about strength training. Like, what are your goals? But for me, as it pertains to running, you know, yes, strength training helps performance. But more than that, at least for me and like, I think other people that are getting older is it helps you not get injured. Uh, and that's the main thing. I think I've read a stat where it's like 50% of runners, regular runners get injured every year. And some estimates are as high as 80, 79, or 80%. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And you know, you can like, I believe it. I mean, I don't know if they're all serious injuries, but you know, you do get injured. Um, and you can't prevent all of them obviously, but you can do your best to stack the decks in your favor. And that's, uh, what I gear my strength and mobility work towards. 
Um, another aspect of this too is I do have like through the process of getting injured and uh, figuring out what's going on with like my anatomy, my hips, my back. Um, I have like hip impingement. I have like my sacrum is too big, so it, it uh, the bones will touch if I do like a deep squat, and like that's why my hips been hurting for the past fifteen years. Um, you know, things like that, and learning how to navigate that. It's also a common thing. So like, okay, well, how can I show people how to deal with, with this? Because I know a lot of other people have it, not just me. Um, so, yeah, it's more of a let's not get hurt so we can keep training than it is like let's get super fast um, by lifting heavy weights. That's mm-hmm. sort of the mindset I take as long as it pertains to running. Now, if your goal is to, you know, get jacked and jump high and, and sprint and stuff like that, that's obviously a totally different type of, of training. Although I will say, like, at least in the app, people message me, you know, that aren't runners. Like, they're like, those are the people who message me the most. Like, dude, I don't run at all. But I play pickup basketball on Saturdays, and I can run now. Like, I can get after it. I don't, my knees don't hurt as bad. I can move. And uh, I think that type of training that can help you move better just really applies to everybody, not just runners. Absolutely. I mean, I see some of the workouts that you post, and I'm like, I've never seen anything like that before. Where do you get a lot of the workout? Is this um, like trial and error a lot of this for you? Where are you getting a lot of the knowledge? Because I there's some some incredible moves that I've started to implement myself that I've seen right. just from your IG posts. Yeah, I uh, I collaborate with a lot of good people. Um, I'm always open to listening. Some of the stuff I made up myself. Some of the stuff I learned from my friend Dr. Alan Molina, who's a chiropractor here in Tampa, but also like a sports guru um follow him i don't know what his ig handle is but i post uh i think i tag him a lot so i'll put in the show notes yeah yeah okay and he's a he's a great guy um to follow and uh, learn from that's some of the stuff because that's just specific to me and uh then just yeah man over the years i've been in the game like i said since before crossfit so it's just sort of evolved over time of what works what doesn't work what i can do um, and you know, the cost benefit, to like, is this going to hurt me or is this going to help me? Um, you know, like super heavy squats might not be too good for me right now. Like, yeah, like it might be optimal, but I don't think it's going to do be great for me. And I know a lot of people feel the same way as me, you know? So that's kind of where I get most of my stuff from. It's just trial and error learning, trying, th- I do try a lot of new things in the gym too. Like I don't post about all the things I try that, you know, don't necessarily work as good, but yeah, it's trial and error learning from as many people as possible and just, um, years, years of experience, I guess. And talk about your uh, recovery aspect, that side of things. I mean, are you doing a ton of recovery doing things like, um, cryo chamber, you know, sauna, things like that or not really? No, no, I don't, I don't have time for that shit. (laughs) So how about stretch? Are we stretching it out? Right. Stretching it out. Although everyone tells you not to stretch. I don't know why. I think you don't stretch before you run which is fine. You warm up the muscles, but like when you're sitting at TV or you're sitting at night watching TV with the kids, like, yeah, dude, like get that couch stretch going and get, get stretched and you feel so much better. Um, hot yoga is another thing I do a lot of. I don't obviously videotape that cause it would be weird if I was in the class with like my tripod set up, you know, but I do a lot of hot yoga, hot power yoga. I think like that, that's been key, I think for recovery, but also Chase, I've been honest, man, like recovery is m- so freaking hard like i see people that go on a run they like take a nap like dude i haven't had a nap in 20 years like there's no time for naps man i have two kids like it's just you can't do it and uh 
and it it does it sets you back but you can do you do the best you can i think that's 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 what i try to do i just try to do the best i possibly can i'm big into laser i have my red light um I'll just be sitting here at my desk typing away. I got that going. I like just I'll put it like all over the place. I think I think it helps. Look up the science for yourself. You know, if you do it's right for you. That's what I always tell people. Um, but yeah, I don't do. I, I the science on icing isn't isn't there for me to to commit to getting getting iced. Or I think the Cairo chamber is that how you say it? Cryo. Cryo. That is there, but it's expensive. You know, like I'm not going to go. You know you'd have to do it consistently. Like I look at things, I'm like, is something that I can do? Is this sustainable? Can I do this on a consistent basis? Cause if you can't do it on a consistent basis, it's not going to do anything for you. Like, well, can I carve out 30 minutes to drive to the Cairo chamber and get $60 worth of ice on me real quick on like a every week. And I, I don't know. One of the things I do do is I go see Dr. Alan Molina, plug him again. Not like I pay him to go to him. Like he, I don't, there's no affiliation like that. So um, I see him, I haven't seen him in a few weeks, but I saw him every week during that training block that helped, I think. And every other week, I think most weeks I saw him and I, he would do dry needling, which is, I think something more people are catching on to, especially here in Florida, it's kind of new. Um, but I think that is amazing. At least for me, it's amazing. It just basically pushes a lot of blood into wherever the needles go. And it really, I think, helps promote recovery. At least it does for me. I can speak to that as well. I've done a lot of dry needling. And uh, my Cairo, Caroline, she's actually been on the pod before. She gets stem involved. So it's like the electrical yeah. currents going through. Have you guys done some of that as well? That's the that's where it's at, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it, it's another one of those things like the science isn't necessarily there, but I mean, it works for me and that's all I need to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need all the studies in the world. The downside can just hurt me. I think it's for me, like, I think it's minimum compared to what I could get from it. And I think, you know, I do that analysis. I'm sure you have too. Certainly, certainly. So talk to me about um, that kind of the community. Is there a community within the app that you built or um, is that something separate that you maybe want to work on in the future is, you know, there's probably a lot of people who follow you who do your, your routines and do your programs and want to connect with each other. Is there that connectability within the app? There is, uh, but we are working on making it more available. I haven't gone full blown with the chat room yet um but that will be very very soon i the reason i haven't done like a facebook group or something like that is because i know that that is right around the corner as far as uh being able to just have a chat room open to everybody people can leave comments and leave comments people can direct message me directly and you know i answer everything that i can but uh yeah as far as like an online forum that's coming soon within the app and i think it's going to definitely be beneficial hopefully it'll be beneficial we'll see Sure. What's been the most challenging part for you kind of getting that off the ground? Um, I'm going to guess it's probably the balance. I mean, you got two kids, you have, you know, a family. So it's again, like training plus recovery plus, you know, you still have some of your law clients plus all this other content that you're creating. Has it been kind of that balance or any other challenges have kind of been um, struggles for you as you've worked through that as well? Yeah, I think I just, I just hammered it out. You know, I knew I wanted to do it. I got it done. And, uh, the challenge I'm having now with the app, honestly, is showing people how valuable it is. Chase. Oh my gosh. It's so valuable. Like I put a lot of work into these 
workouts that I meticulously made, I feel like I'm putting way too much effort into them. So I'm trying to balance that. Like I need to balance like how many people are actually going to do this workout versus how much time I'm spending on making sure it's perfect. Like I think of everything from like transitions. If someone's doing this in the gym, like they need to go from this machine to this machine. Like where are those generally with each other? Like I try to limit the amount of like setups you have to do to, you know, do a workout within 60 minutes or 45 minutes, most of them. Like, so there's been a lot of effort into making sure it's a really, 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 really good product. And, uh, that has been the thing. So that obviously, yeah, it takes time away from my family, from lawyer stuff, from content creation. And that has been I, definitely a little, a little extra stress, but I think I got it. I think I'm over the hump now and I'm just sort of trying new things here and there. I got a system in place to make new workouts, make new content and, uh, you know, go from there. Just got to show people like how valuable it is. You get it, you know, for, for this price. And it really is a lot of work going into it. You know, as long as the value's there, the, the people will come, man. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I'm sure you're, you're creating something incredible over there. And I just want to thank you again for one, uh, allowing me to take your podcast, Virginia, but coming on here. And I think there's something to be said for like seeing behind the curtain on people that you follow on social that you just don't really know about their day to day and them being a little bit vulnerable and coming on and being able to talk about their lives is something that's, that's really cool. So I, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and being vulnerable and sharing a little bit about your day to day and and your training and your your family and all that good stuff. Um, I'm curious, you know, what do you have on the calendar? What are you working towards right now? Any specific races coming up that you're going to start training for a couple months out or what are you eyeing? Uh, well, yeah, thanks, Chase. Appreciate it, man. Um, glad to come on, and I'll come on anytime you want me to. Hopefully, I'll figure out how to do like the technology a little bit better next time. I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone. So I see like a little little chase. Um, yeah, I got nothing on the calendar right now. I'm, you know, like crazy me is like I'm gonna get done with this marathon. As I was walking the last marathon, there's you know I'm like <laughs> walking. I'm like you know what, this is fine. Like I. Uh, I'm not really crushing my legs. I'm just going to sign up for another one in a few weeks. I got all this fitness. I'm going to be great. And then, you know, I get home like, eh, you know, I don't know. And so old hips going to start to bother me a little bit. And I, I don't want to put anything on the calendar until I know I'm ready to, to attack. There's a couple half marathons here in uh, Tampa, St. Pete area you know, over the next few months that uh, I might just, if the weather's nice, show up to. But as far as a uh, like goal race, I don't have one just just yet. What are you working towards? What what do you got? Do you have one coming up? Do you run Indy? I am seventeen days out from my next hundo, which is nice. um, about an hour and twenty here in Charlotte. So I'm very excited for that one. Heck yeah, dude! Yeah, well, one day we'll get you doing hundreds. I would love to. I, as soon as I run one good one good marathon, I'll do whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. That's a deal. That's a deal, man. Well, cool. Next time I'm in Tampa, we're hundred percent getting some miles on Bayshore. If you don't mind, you down for it? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Cool, brother. Well, thank you so much. If uh, people are just learning about you and want to connect with you, where can they do that? Uh, Instagram, Running Fitness Dude. Uh, YouTube, started a YouTube channel. I post content just on YouTube too. It's not all the same content. Uh, that's also at Running Fitness Dude. And pretty much it i have a tiktok but i don't use it too much so those two cool brother i appreciate your time thank you so much for coming on